Hello, welcome to Check for Traps. I'm Aaron. And I'm Ruben. Holy fuck, who the fuck are you? That's oh, right, I'm, I'm invaded like like a Klingon pirate. So it turns out the one thing that Josh isn't willing to do with me, the other one thing other than anime, is Star Trek. <laughs> and so I have had to draft in the 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 best Star Trek man I know. Oh, well, that's too This kind. is Ruben. Thank you very much. <laughs> He's fresh off of watching the entire TNG. He's done his tour of duty. I have. I'm, I'm going the... through binging them all. We've recently <laughs> just finished TNG again. And so, as you might be able to tell from the title, we've decided to check out this this new near there Star Trek that they've put out. We're getting lots of Star Trek. We've had Discovery, which I'm not sure about you, but I didn't overly like. Oh, it was bloody drivel, wasn't it? Yeah. And so now there's a chance for some some good old fashioned Star Trek, perhaps. I think for me as well that the the bar was set slightly higher for this because they've seen Discovery and know exactly what not to do because so much of Discovery was tripe. I felt this was a prime example to to take that and improve on it. Oh yeah, definitely. It felt like it had been focus tested around Discovery. <laughs> they were like, what did people really not like? And and again, I'm I'm there is obviously a certain like group of people who clearly keep watching Discovery, like it's been greenlit for a third season. I'm sure there's someone, but yeah, I, I guess it just didn't really feel very Star Trek-y to me. So, I, I guess first, before we get into any any sort of conversation about it, like, would you recommend this to people as a as a fan who's watched, you know, like me, as much Star Trek as there is to consume? <laughs> I, I think it's probably too early to say, based on just the first episode, whether I'd recommend it to anyone. So, uh, yeah, I guess to the to the average Trekkie, then you kind of you've got to watch it, right? But to the average stranger who might not be a sci-fi fan. Might not be a Star Trek fan at all. I don't know. Hard to say. It's like beginning at the end of the story, isn't it? Really, if you were to start with yeah. that. Yeah, but that's the thing. I think that that would be my thing. Is like if you hadn't, if you don't have any particular attachment to TNG, I think my answer would probably be no. Just off this episode. I mean, it might become its own thing, but yeah, uh, this this staples itself pretty hard to TNG, um, which I guess lends itself onto the expectations bit because I actually wasn't expecting it to staple itself onto TNG quite as hard as it did. Mm. I thought it was going to be sort of like soft reboot like you know watching or like knowing what happened in tng wasn't going to be that mandatory or they were going to make it really apparent or they weren't going to focus on that many many things but yeah like 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 we, we talked about briefly before we began like they they start literally where they left off <laughs> in a in a card game yeah and um, I, I agree as well about you saying they uh about it being stapled on the end of tng well i i, I heard that the director had said in an interview that it wasn't going to be a successor to TNG. It wasn't like a sequel, but it That's quite bullshit. clearly is a fucking sequel. <laughs> like it literally goes, it, it begins directly where TNG finishes with them playing poker together. And I, I thought that intro was fantastic. Actually, the intro where they're sitting down and playing poker, I thought it was great. I thought that's exactly where I'd want it to begin. Yeah. If anywhere, that was Definitely. very well done. When I felt like a little pang in my chest when he's like, Captain, why are you stalling? Yeah. And I was I like, I know exactly why he's stalling. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That was lovely. But yeah, that was some bullshit. I, I tell you what, this happens so much. Like, I, I watch a lot of, like, uh, uh, interview with, like, the director, and you can tell that they're given, like, he's like, you need to say these buzzwords. Like, uh, you need to say things that will make people tune in. Mm. Um, and the problem is those things are completely disconnected from the product they have just made. <laughs> uh, like, in this case, where he's like, oh, yeah, no, it's not a, not a continuation of TNG. It's just literally invokes the end of of, of this of the yeah. last season of TNG. And the same with the, um, the follow-up scene of the vineyard as well is a direct continuation yeah. of the, the last episode of TNG where he's travelling through time in the different timelines. The different timelines like the uh 
the references to to Dalstrom and stuff all came up again, just like a bunch of really niche or more niche stuff than I assumed they were going to go for. Mm. Again, I think you said like the bar was so low for me with Discovery and like the really obvious references, like do you remember Spock and do you remember Captain Pike, that I I wasn't really expecting like you know uh, Bruce Maddox, the Captain Picard Day banner to show up. Yeah, I thought it was going to be way more on the nose. I thought it was going to be like, do you remember Guinan? <laughs> I remember Guinan, but no, it's not. Not even that. One, that, that was that was a pleasant surprise. Um, but obviously there was some less than pleasant surprises. So let's. I guess let's get into into spoilers regarding this. Um, Captain Picard is an old man because Patrick Stewart is an old man, and I'm glad they didn't de-age him. He's apparently supposed to be approaching his 100s, which I guess makes sense for Star Trek. Yeah, because well, they age weird. Is meant to be much better in the future, yeah. and that makes sense. Exactly like. McCoy lived to be like 150 or something, yeah. or 160, so yeah, sure, that's fine. Data is obviously dead, there's no spoilers there. I thought it was pretty funny that it uh, it undid that like happy ending bit from Nemesis, where they're like, oh, don't worry, Data might have downloaded his brain into B4, <laughs> and then that science woman is like, oh no, he failed to do that, uh, he's dead. Well, they're kind of hinting at that's what's going to be happening again, isn't it, with this new character who... Oh, yeah. can be rebuilt from a single Wait. positron. Or... Your positronic network data. You're in. It's uh, your her, his daughter what kind of crocodile. Well, we'll yeah, get into that, was... that in a bit. I think. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's a, that's the whole. That's going to be that, the that's whole the meat of this, of this like dog shit sandwich yeah. that we're about to take a bite of. <laughs> but let's focus. Let's focus on the nice bit for begin with. Let's focus. Yeah, on that let's stay in the, the the beautiful twilight zone of the intro, yes. which was really nice. Just the vineyards, like the the farm. I loved his interview. I thought obviously the person interviewing him was sort of almost comically slimy and journalistic, but yeah, it worked. I'm, I'm not sure. That, I, I feel like he was a he was great in the interview. Fantastic. The interviewer, however, was weird. Like I don't understand why yeah. she she was weirdly racist. I thought like why, why did she, when they were talking about how it's gonna we need to save all these lives, you know, Picard was going, this is you know, nine hundred thousand people, nine hundred million people or something we've got to go and save. And, yeah, uh, that was ridiculous. She's like, yeah, but Romulan people but why? Like, who would say Yeah exactly that? if that was <laughs> That's in, mad. in human terms and it was somebody we'd once been at war with and we were like, you know, we need to go and save all these Germans and you know, these are lives and she and then if you were always like, oh yeah, German lives then you'd it would be yeah, exactly. Ridiculous. And I think, <laughs> I think that's what that would be unacceptable now. And so, therefore, in like the Star Trek Peace and Harmony future, where everyone's like walking around LA in their bare feet, it makes even less sense. Yeah, like she must be such a controversial figure if that's what she's saying. Yeah. Given like what we believe, what we know, we have generally been told is the political mood of yeah, the, the Star Trek the of the Federation. Universe, the Federation is basically like some kind of bizarre futuristic communist utopia. Yeah, and it seems a bit yeah. bizarre for. In this like weird socialist future that someone would be openly weirdly racist. She would be allowed to say TV. that. Yeah, yeah. On, like, what presumably is like national or intergalactic television yeah. at this point. Yeah, no, the end. That's the only thing odd. I was thinking. I was, I was thinking because if they did this, then I think they did it really lazily. Because I was thinking, is it supposed to show that Federation culture has declined somewhat? Is it supposed to show that it's like no longer as optimistic? But if so, then I don't think they did it well enough. Yeah, it's obviously they're trying to create like the air of tension between. Uh, yeah the federation and their previous rivals but it was a little bit on the nose wasn't it just yeah because all yeah because all that would have taken is like patrick stewart just being like oh it didn't just to be like this or something like that like you know yeah. he could have referred to this being strange behavior but he didn't he was entire. he was just like yeah he was just like weirdly accepting yeah, of it. i think again they, they use that line great... there where he said um uh 
Th- these are lives and made an emphasis on it being a life rather than a Romulan life. If they yep. stopped it there and she said, you know, you're proposing we go and save 900, however many thousand it was, Romulan lives, and he can't. And he was 900 million, which is a lives, lot. That would have been much better, I think. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, yeah, it was just completely unarguable. And again, I, I liked, uh, I liked his little Dunkirk bit. Again, that was another, another instance of his dialogue being well a cut above everyone else's. Yeah, and it fit to this character as well because this character is a he's a history lover, and they mentioned that he's he's now a published historian. Yeah, he's, he's, written... he's penned it, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah, I liked that as well. So that, that seems good. like an excellent thing that a, a naval officer with a love of history would do in his retirement, right? Write a book. Yeah, um, tend to his vineyard, write a book, yeah. have a dog called called Number One. It's... Get to hear him say Number One again. Nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think yeah, the Dunkirk analogy was great because it's completely in in line with a uh, yeah. with a historian and the lover of history. And then he and of course she doesn't know what Dunkirk exactly, is. Exactly. Yeah, he berates her for not knowing what Dunkirk is. I think that's great. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Yeah. I think in this timeline, what Dunkirk would have been like four hundred years ago or something, right? So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It would be like knowing about any given battle of the Thirty Years' War. Yeah, it'd be niche. As completely and even more detached, because you know there's comparatively little change between the Thirty Years' War and now compared to Dunkirk and Star Trek. Yeah, obviously since <laughs> so. then in this timeline they've had World War Three and humanity's eradicated itself. Yeah, exactly. The Gene Wars yeah. and stuff like all this fucking <laughs> ridiculous shit. Um, Khan. <laughs> um, yeah, and also they, um, they but, mention in that scene that synths have been banned, synthetic humans have been banned. Yeah. No more robots. No, no, no. They sure did. I was thinking about that actually because um, they mentioned the Dalstrom Institute, and I remember the 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 hologram doctor from Voyager. I remember he had like high opinions of the Dalstrom Institute, and I was wondering like, is, is he allowed still? Because I remember there was like a big fight for hologram rights in Voyager, and obviously he becomes like. He is a synthetic life form, isn't he? Well, so. exactly, and he becomes. Uh, I was thinking, is it just because they have a hologram in the archive, and she's allowed, and she seems. But she's also like um she, but she's not made of like hard light like the Doctor was, because the Doctor had that weird Delta Quadrant technology. Yeah. Right. She, she so seems I was thinking, more like uh, interactive she's, Siri I think she's or something. Bit, yeah. isn't I she? think she's a bit more automated, isn't she? Yeah, she's like a really advanced yeah. Alexa. Well, that's the thing, but it wasn't. I wasn't sure, and I thought it was interesting. I was surprised it wasn't addressed because. Yeah, and again, it's just all other thing. Like as soon as they, you know, Invex played Despacito kind of character. I guess so. But yeah, I'm essentially what I'm wondering is: is the the Baldy Doctor from Voyager being rounded into like a one man concentration yeah, camp? Yeah, this is it. <laughs> so they said they banned since, and they also said that there uh, there were absolutely loads of these synths, and they you know created and they attacked. Was it they attacked they Mars? Was Mars. It? Yeah. They, bu- yeah, they burnt like the that, shipyards of Mars to the ground. As a result of that, the atmosphere of Mars was set on fire and Mars is still on fire. I'm not sure if that's scientifically possible. But still on fire to this day. I sure. mean it's quite striking as a statement. Yeah. But yeah, I, again I was like, okay, sure. Um but obviously that insinuates that there were enough synthetic life orbs for them to mount a revolt on the Federation. So there must be yeah. loads of them. So where do they all go? Do they just switch them all off? Did they like he said genocide them all? Yeah, no, it raised a lot of questions, and maybe I hope we we'll, get them answered. Yeah, maybe we'll find those answers out in the, the rest of the season. That'll, that'll be very interesting. Maybe. I'll be quite annoyed if they never mention that. <laughs> Definitely. Well, it's, that's the sort of thing, and again, like it's sort of uh, the problem is with the... Because I've not watched any of the... Well, I think they call them short treks, don't they? They've been producing like this web series of yeah. Star Trek. Uh, I've not watched those. So my most recent interactions with Star Trek are, is Discovery, and 
So I, I, it's the sort of thing that I can fully believe they would hand wave, but I've got <laughs> to have better, better hope in the writers of this show. I will say, actually, just to give them credit where credit's due, I really like that they're rolling with the J.J. Abrams destruction of Romulus as a thing. Like, they, they did it in Star Trek Online, um, and I, I like that they are... They are keeping it canon because it would be very tempting to make it not canon in my mind. Yeah, because it was it... obviously something that a dumb sci-fi writer came or a dumb sci-fi director came up with yeah. as like a a cool uh, you know way to parallel split parallel universes. And so I think it's it's good to focus on the ramifications of something as huge as that happening. Because this is the Star Trek 2009 universe now that they're in, isn't it? Officially called the Prime Universe is the universe that Picard's in. Oh, it's it's the original universe of like TOS, etc. And then you have something cool. I can't. I, I can't remember. It's named after the ship. Kelvin Universe is the universe that Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto, ex, etc., exist in. Okay. Split off at the uh, at the ship coming back and destroying Kirk's father, played by Chris Hemsworth in two thousand nine. Yeah. Okay. So I like that they've kept Prime Universe. I think it. If you are, if they are going to continue that that the Star Trek films, and I think it's nice to have them exist in the same multiverse rather than just denying one another that would feel really cheap hmm. and yeah like i said it is an interesting concept it reminds me a bit of sort of like a warhammer or something like 40k like planets being destroyed and like mass migratory movements and yeah. stuff that that's interesting that's a that's a, a good yeah a, a, an interesting plot point to roll with hmm. yeah so, i agree yeah, uh, so credit where credit's due going, going back to the intro i think we both agree the intro was pretty strong and you know it set the bar high I liked what I saw. Oh, really reflective. Yeah. yeah it was, and, and then we yeah. went from that to the scene of a young woman with her boyfriend, and she's sat in their little studio apartment in what looks like modern-day America. Greater, greater Boston. It's, 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 it's Greater it, Boston, it, 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 it yeah. flashes up, and it says Greater Boston. Okay. I was like, shit, Boston's looking good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so she, yeah, she's talking to her, her boyfriend about being accepted into the, the Daystrom Institute, and then... Oh yeah, he uses the he uses the um, what do you call it? The replicators, and the, I like that they have like a little a menu now, and little images of what you can what yep. you can order. That makes a lot of sense because if I was ordering food in a replicator, sometimes you don't know what you want to eat, and you want to you want to see the menu. If I if yeah, I had definitely. access to literally everything, then I'd probably think I'd probably eat chicken nuggets every day and something which is going to give me some options. So that makes a lot of sense. It's nice to see the visual interface for ones because normally it's just like computer do you know yeah. get me a ham sandwich. Maybe all this time Picard's been just drinking Earl Grey hot because That's... he's not aware there's like so many other drinks out there. He's missed he's out. He's too nervous to ask. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, I, I don't, I don't know what else he does. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> Number one, fish. I want PG tips. Number one, get me the menu. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and then out of nowhere. While they're having their lovely conversation, weird spec ops guys in black armor warp in. They teleport in. They transport in. Sorry, these the Star Trek terms. And then they try and black. Well, they they kill the boyfriend with a throwing knife. Lots of throwing knives in this. Yeah, and, too many and then they knives. they put this little thing on the chick's head. Then they freak out that she's activating after putting a black bag on her head. And the, the let's talk about the black bag, right? So they went yep. in there and they put a black bag on her head. Now you would think if you were transporting in, putting a black you bag on someone's head, out. so they couldn't see where they were being 
they've taken, right? Like, you know, you put a bag on yep. someone's head, you chuck them in the back of a van, and then they don't know where they're going, and they don't, they don't see your faces because <laughs> they're in a van. But they've got masks yep. on, and they have access to teleporter technology. I feel like at that yep. point, the bag doesn't really add a lot. You're entirely right. Presumably they were just uh, going to teleport or transport straight out of there as soon as they were done. That yeah. is it, it, amazing. It wasn't that That's... point where I was like, I wish someone would put a bag on my head so I didn't have to, to watch what I know is inevitably going to be fucking awful. So... Yeah, that's a re- that's a really like um, <laughs> poor attention to detail right there because yeah, there is no reason as far as I'm well, aware yeah, for them to be the bringing bag? that. Bit weird. Um, so yeah, yeah they, they put this weird. bag on this chick's head, and then she is activated. So I guess at that point <laughs> I thought she was some kind of like sleeper agent, like she'd been waiting to be activated yeah, all this time. Maybe, maybe yeah. she still is, and the whole thing's a big plot to get Picard or something. And she activates her ninja skills, her latent ninja skills she never knew about flings men across the room, kills them all, disrupts mm-hmm. them with a little disruptor, dead. Yeah, and this is when it starts to go downhill because then she just starts teleporting to the location she needs to be in. Yeah. Like, seemingly. Like, she'll just arrive in the vineyard or... Uh, which, again, is obviously on a different continent and there's no... Yeah, she um, goes from like... Boston to France <laughs> in, like, a yeah. day. With no no money, yeah. She doesn't think to call her mum in this entire time as well because she only calls her mum like a couple of days later or a couple of scenes yeah. later. And again, there's there's no sense of time scale there. But maybe um, in you know maybe in this future they have publicly accessible transporters. Like, That's not unreasonable. Also, like, they don't need money, right? Because it's yeah, true. Future. Maybe there's like a one stop hop to France. Maybe it's like <laughs> a drama where they get in a tube and it sucks them around. But you know, I, I I don't think it's unreasonable to consider that they might just transport everywhere. Yeah, no, true. But, but again, it would have been nice to to see yeah. or to you know <laughs> yeah. any, anything it's like not that. Really like, explained, is it? She just she just it felt a bit like a teen dramery where she just arrived on the next set oh, that she needed the, to the be on. The whole thing with her character is like a teen drama. It's like they've got two shows spliced into one, where we've got like the nostalgia trip of Picard spliced with Riverdale. It's bizarre. Yeah, it's it's really um because yeah, like one is like very sort of like uh like the death of Sherlock Holmesy, just sort of like a you know an old hero reflecting on what his life was for, yeah, and how he's going to spend his final years, and then the other side is like people teleporting in, and then some mad Krav Maga kung fu, yeah, takes them down. It's a bit um odd. and yeah, so and her and again like I think her her dialogue with Picard isn't that good. Oh, it's very um, weak, isn't it? Yeah, it was just um, and I can't even couldn't even re- maybe you were able to help me because I couldn't really put my finger on why I was disliking it so much, but I was having a real bad reaction to it. Like, I just it think her just, character um... doesn't have any substance. Her only, the only part of her character, is that she has ninja skills and she doesn't actually have much of a personality whatsoever. Like, just because she is a character yeah. doesn't mean she has any character. I'm, I'm really hoping it's because they knew they were going to well, obviously they knew they were going to kill her off. But I'm hoping the reason that she's so weak is because they knew she was, they were going to kill her off. And that the other one is going to be the one that has the character development. Yeah, that's. And that when she's playing the other sister, she's more substantial because it seems like she's got more going on. I mean, for for one, I mean, not to skip to the end, but she's on the Borg cube, seemingly the <laughs> the, the Romulan acquired Borg cube. What a fucking twist! Yeah, I, did, I I got to admit, I didn't see that coming. No, I I I, and again, that's another nice thing because I, I you know I, I think a Discovery show wouldn't have wouldn't have bothered with you know it's almost too complex to have the romulans on a board cube it has to be like one or the other like the dumbass klingons on the stupid yeah. klingon ships. Well, i've got to be honest so, i can't wait for picard to say that i am the cutest of borg it's, it's yeah exactly 
I'm excited for him to be like, you don't fuck with Borg technology yeah. <laughs> as he's like punching someone in the face. Uh, I miss the good old days of Worf going, assimilate this. Exactly. So, so, space, so. But yeah, so she's like what, like a seemingly like a counselor on the Borg project? <laughs> on the Borg the sister, Romulan project? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that, so she seems more interesting at least, and we're, she's got yeah, like this uh, bad boy Romulan love interest, seemingly. Yeah, Daj had one good interaction with Picard actually, which was her talking about her botanist father splicing together a uh, an orchid. Yeah, that that added some amount of character. Yeah, and him saying in return that she was like that orchid was really nice. I was mm-hmm. like, that is some. That, that that briefly like a brief flicker of like you know like the heart rate monitor sprang to life. I was like, oh good, we've not we've not lost the patient. <laughs> um, I, I think generally like the 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 child super soldier plotline that we get right at the start. It, there's no real lead up. She's immediately is the child super soldier. It's it's a weak plotline. It doesn't really go very well. Like, it, no. they, obviously, they did it in like in Fireflies, the thing that I thought of straight away. And and that it's done yeah. much better because the whole thing leads up to finding out that this girl has these like extraordinary powers, and in this it's that's her the thing it all came too quickly. Those powers and it, it's not so extraordinary yeah. in a in a world where every single superhero film is plastered all over the place. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I know I don't know where this is going, but I feel like it would have been more impactful to make her a better, give her, flesh out her character, make her exist for a couple of episodes, and then kill her off. Because and again, like gradually reveal that something's up with her. Because as mm. it stands, like he goes from not knowing her to assuming that she's Data's daughter within ten minutes, and that could have been a really interesting, yeah, like mystery or like discovery. Like you know, he he could have done more because it. He's sort of like, oh, I I think you might be important to me, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be interesting as he generally finds it out. But then he found it out within ten minutes. I was like, oh, brilliant. I guess that's <laughs> yeah, that it was then. a bit strange. So much for that uh, that tantalizing mystery. Yeah. And again, it just seems like a a bit of a a weird legacy for data like i know he always wanted to be you know human and and, and things but I, I never i don't think having a a kung fu daughter was really yeah is, like, re- is really sort of like a fit again uh, and like continuation of that character's arc picard said that data always wanted to have a daughter but data did have a daughter there's a whole episode of yeah. fun they yeah. remember episode of lal and that's like a yeah exactly quite a, a major plot driving episode and um they kind of like brushed over that, I think. Maybe, maybe they didn't want to mention that old chestnut from a long time ago. I don't know, but, but they they like you know they were they were more than happy to mention other things. Like they had other yeah, bits of set true. memorabilia on there, and like you know, like I said, fucking Bruce Maddox of all people. <laughs> yeah, and, um, yeah. The, the still... set memorabilia is a good point actually. Obviously, after the Krav Maga bullshit, we <laughs> go to back to um put the the uh, Chateau Picard where you can you know yep. he speaks French for pretty much the first time he hardly ever speaks French. Yeah, I I, I, I wanted to say I, I didn't want to I didn't want to reveal my like fake uh you know ge- uh, geek boy dumb but I don't ever remember him speaking French and I thought this might be one of the first yeah, times. Yeah, I can't think of a time not where he speaks French in you know when he's not quoting somebody or something. I think that's like Yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really like that. And um no, me too. They end up going to the uh the Star Trek, the sorry, the Starfleet archives, and they he goes into the little vault, doesn't need to find out about the painting that he has the dream yep. of, and he do you, do you notice there's a little replica of uh, of the Stargazer in there amongst the other memorabilia? Yeah, exactly. Was really cool. yeah. yeah, there was lo- there was loads of like that's what I mean. Like that entire thing was just like a yeah, just some really nice stuff, and I bet you they didn't have that fucking 
Captain Picard Day banner uh, to hand. They probably had to redo yeah, that. Totally. It, it was like a it looked like a real labor of love. I was yeah. like, yeah, that again, that, that that got a lot of goodwill from me because that was the, a the nerds in there with their nostalgia fix. I think. Yeah, but that's good because Discovery was never interested. Discovery was more interested in like the like I said, like do you remember Spock? Do you yeah? The, the, do you remember Klingons? The biggest problem with Discovery for me was that it was incredibly reliant on uh, on on special effects and CGI, which for a franchise that's very famous for its practical effects and I think very good practical effects. You know, this is pretty cheesy in some places, sure, but it does a pretty good job of practical effects. And Discovery was all. CGI all over the place, yeah. and I quite liked that this was not so reliant on that. Yeah, which was great. That's what I mean. Like he just he was just walking around. He's just normal man walking around. Very character driven. Yeah, very... exactly. And he, he and Patrick Stewart is such an, you know an incredible actor. He does old man walking around in a very interesting way. And yeah, more, way way more interesting than the Battle of Binary Stars. Yeah, I would watch. Exactly. I would watch him walking around over. A hundred Michelle Yeoh samurai fights with the Klingon Emperor because it's just way more investing. <laughs> I like... completely, completely agree. So on that, yeah, on that sort of front, big up to Picard. I mean, um, I guess uh, unless you have anything else to say, I guess we'll get on to where this where this goes from here. Because uh, I think I'm pretty much we just... pretty much done. I think we covered it all. I mean, other than the um, Review I will say I think quickly. that. That woman is coming back. the 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 woman from the science institute. Judging from the 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 next episode trailer, she seems to be part of Team Picard. Yeah, she's whoever Team Picard's going to be on board Lil Enterprise, whatever they're going to call it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I I assume he's going to assemble. You know, like a, I guess his fucking house servants will be along as well. Probably, I think he's probably going to assemble a a crack team of people in his vicinity yeah. to get this girl back was the, one of the house servants the, the woman laris is she irish is, is her character I, meant to be irish i i think i don't know if it was just her trying to do a weird accent and that's what she came up with it's all over the place it sounded really strange I, I feel like she was I, a, an irish actress that was um playing an oh, english shit. character or something maybe she maybe she was let's see i'll, I'll, I'll try and find yeah the, try and find do the some research on that one i'm curious from Dublin. Yeah, so yeah, she's an Irish actor, actor playing uh, an English character, and her, her accent is clearly not gone away. But that's fine. I mean, it would have maybe Captain Picard's Irish Romulan. Yeah, maybe it would have been better if she just her character was an Irish Romulan, because you know, if there's a French Romulan, there could be an Irish Romulan, right? It's, it's the Federation. So. It's intermingled. Yeah. Or is she a Vulcan? Yeah, I'm not entirely sure if she's Vulcan or Romulan, but. No, I think she's a Romulan. I think okay. I think they're both Romulans because I think he, it's supposed to be like you know his his connection to Romulus having failed to save okay. it or having you know led the evacuation. I think he's supposed to be mm. have lived with that and like adopt you know sort of invited them in. That's as probably part of that. mentioned more with the um in the short trek. So I expect, isn't it? This is something I was going to mention is a couple of things. So the first one being that the when you meet the the twin sister in the cube, the yep. hipster chap rocks up. And you know, there's a little spark <laughs> fly between them. The hipster yep. chap is so obviously going to be the antagonist Evil. of the series, yeah, yeah. isn't he? Like, there's absolutely no subtlety in it whatsoever. Like, I, I, I thought with the, the, the getting all these old actors back in, like they've got Jonathan Frakes back in, they've got Marina Sirtis back in, they've got the woman who plays Seven of Nine, they, you know, dragging up all these old characters. And Picard, you clearly had a very warped memory of Data, if this is what you remember him looking yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, he's a 
you know, <laughs> maybe they built some programming into him where he got a bit chubbier in his old age or something. <laughs> I, I think it, I think it's a uh, you know they're trying to show that uh, Picard has a degenerative mental disease. Yeah, but he is failing to remember. <laughs> if, data. if I was Brent Spiner though, and I was. You know, sitting around and then I, I, I just would never think they'd be bringing back data twenty years after the conception. He must have been so data. curious, yeah. Because <laughs> if that's all the weight they could make him lose for that role, he must have been like, "I will, I will do the bare minimum." He, he probably just, you know, vegged out on all of his Star Trek money, living his the life. Problem is, definitely the problem is as well because of the white paint. Like it highlighted every wrinkle yeah. and roll of fat. I, it was I, it, poor Brent. I, I really anyway. like Brent Spiner as well. I think no, he's I, got a lot of a lot of bravado, and his, his characters are so weird and unique and. No, definitely. I love the way he controls his body as well. Like he, yeah, he he's, he does the he's, he's robot, presence. yeah, kind of thing very well. I think. Yeah, um, but no, you're right. I'm excited for all the the old people to come back, and I'm I'm excited to see. And again, I was I was more than open and amicable to new characters. I wanted to see how they interacted because this is like a new generation of yeah, the so they're just of the Federation. They're weak new characters, aren't they? I think as the yeah, the... And like you said, it's just so it's just like, much like the teenage super soldier has been done, like the. Uh, attractive corrupting hipster boyfriend who has been done as well and even if you are going to do it then i shouldn't be able to see it from the first episode from his very first introduction just from the look of him mm. that's terrible that's not that's not good writing yeah. in my opinion. that's not it's, good that's not good anything it's just so <laughs> obviously going to be the sinister bad guy it's just yeah. not very well thought out i didn't think um so yeah that was like a different one to talk about the other thing was going to be how the so they mention in the scene where Picard's on the rooftop with uh, Daj and they get attacked by more Black Ops people who we later find out to be Romulans. She does some really weird more Krav Maga shit and flies around all over the place. But also... She does that armbar that every female character seems to do in combat and I don't know why. I, I, I guess... It's instantly recognizable and looks kind of cool, but it's just so strange. It's, you always see the same like three or four moves, and it's very weird. I, something that I, that I found really confusing is that they mention that she's a flesh and blood android, which insinuates that she has a humanoid body, but she has a yep. positronic brain, right? Or is a, like a cyborg yep. rather than an android? She's got yep. you know parts of both, kind of like a Terminator or whatever. But if she's flesh and blood then that insinuates that she's got the physiology of a human. So how can she pick up a man twice her size and throw him across a room? Yep, I agree. And how, and when she runs up the steps, she's clearly like running at some sort of like super or some yeah. sort of motion blur thing. Like uh, she she paces. Re- it looks really terrible as well, by the way. Like I was like, well, that's not good. Yeah, but they probably uh, could have like just sh- done a much better job of it if they went with the angle that her mental acuity because of her positronic brain is so advanced that she's got really good reflexes and it's like yeah. she's essentially seeing things with a much greater reaction time than a human but like yeah. super strange so, so she just like throat punches everyone because yeah. she can like you know she instantly decides and knows like the what the, the best spot to inflict the most damage like yeah you could make a really interesting like a uh, character based around that yeah i thought i thought it was um, yeah, but you know, a bit weak wasn't it and then she get the well, Romulan spits acid in her face. Like, is his blood is acid? Is is that a canon Romulan thing? I don't remember I, Romulans I mean, having acid blood. Again, Alex is probably ha- going to beat me with a brick or something for missing well, the have, Romulan fact. They have green 
don't they like the Vulcans? I think I don't remember being acid, but yeah, again, we'll, we'll like get we'll get Alec on next face. time so he can call us idiots in real time. But uh, yeah. as far as I remember, that's not a thing. Uh, for someone with like super superhuman reactions as well, the like the mm-hmm. disruptor rifle that the Romulan has, he drops on the floor, and for whatever reason, it like charges up and begins detonates. to yeah, it gets detonate, yeah. which is the thing they do do in Star Trek a lot. They charge their phasers up and use them as bombs and stuff, whatever. But if she's got these incredible reactions and she's like a secret. Krav Maga ninja fighter and she's just looking at this rifle glowing and going wouldn't you think well that's obviously going to explode and run the hell away like yeah I, and then that again her death was really bit pointless. poorly done yeah. because it it felt like the, the you know the amount of um, competence she ex- displayed up until then was just lost entirely yeah um, and again it would have been even more accept- it would have been acceptable to me even if I had just known what had happened to her regarding the blood and the spit and stuff, but because I didn't know what was happening there, and then I didn't know why she wasn't running, I was like, oh, that, yeah, it's sort of really rushed. It's like they realised that they needed to kill her off suddenly, yeah. and then, yeah, no, that could have been handled a lot better. And I think as well, the something that I, I thought about was that if you can teleport in, you can transport in, then doesn't that mean you can transport somebody else out? So as far as I'm aware, I mean, they've done it before, haven't they? Because because the thing that the reason that they don't just do it um, at random when they're on ships is because the, the shields prevent you from yeah. teleport. Yeah, but there's no shields. But there's Earth, no right? shields <laughs> in real life. So in, yeah, in, on exactly. the ground, presumably. Oh, that's exactly um, I was just thinking. Well, if they really wanted her that badly, couldn't they just suck her up and then just take her? Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. But, you know, maybe it wasn't about that. Maybe it was about finding Picard, and Picard is the target. That was what I thought might have been the case. So the Romulans were there because. They were tracking her or something because th- she's oh. their little puppet. So maybe they're just trying to get Picard and they're just trying to assassinate him. But on the other hand, I think you're probably he's a right. Very famous because... man, and he lives somewhere called Chateau Picard. So it's probably a bit of a hint where he might be. <laughs> so if that, if yeah. that is the case, then again, I don't want to address that. Just shoot him, right? Yeah, definitely. Because that raises yeah. two questions. Because one, her mum says go find Picard, which leads me to believe you're right, and that they were. Yeah, the mum doesn't to... exist, or yeah. that instance of the mum yeah. doesn't exist. That was a bit weird as yeah. well, actually. The, when, he, when she speaks to her mum on the space phone, like the technology that she uses to video chat her mum is, is literally is... worse than FaceTime. Like it's, yeah. we already have that technology. You could video chat someone on WhatsApp for free, and you get a nice little beautiful. 1080p video of them. You wouldn't get some weird crackly hologram of somebody 400 years into the future. But and like you said, like if teleportation, you know, if if, if crossing from France to New York is so effortless, why was she when New York to France so or Boston to France was so effortless? Then why was she not just teleporting across yeah. to say hello? Just beam into like, your grand's kitchen yeah. for a Christmas lunch or whatever. It doesn't seem like it's much of a of a difficulty in this in this future, but. But go. again, like uh, um, yeah, away away from that, I I thought that was good because it implied that she was clearly under threat, even from the people she trusted, and it made her actions a bit more desperate. But yeah. again, what what then really didn't make sense to me, and again, Picard said something that I think was trying to hand wave what had happened. So she arrives on Chateau Picard, mm. and I was like, shit! If anyone can arrive on Chateau Picard like that, why isn't he dead already? Because he has seven seasons worth of enemies <laughs> yeah. from yeah, uh, there's a lot of people who don't like him from tng and that's not you know discounting the films and then so i was like oh but then he says later on he's like you managed to get to chateau picard which requires a certain security clearance or something he's like you need security clearance to track me as you've been doing and i don't know what that means yeah. I, th- I think it's supposed to mean that like he is a protected individual yeah like a but person who's pr- or... yeah exactly and again it makes sense you know he's a 
He's not exactly living in Fort Knox, is he? It's just a little. No, that's the thing. I was like, is there like a Starfleet (laughs) cordon, or is there like a group of people like standing by to teleport in to protect him? Maybe it's it's more like she like looked his address up in the old Starfleet database kind of thing. I don't really know. But yeah, is is Shinzon not doing that? Or you know, all his fucking like Ah, all his like weird nemesis. Hey man, nemesis was better than Discovery. I'm I'm not too proud to say that. I think. You know, if it was sure. much as Nemesis gets shot on, it was definitely better than Discovery. Had a sweet dune buggy scene. Yeah, well, I I, okay, sweet... no, I forgot about all about the dune buggy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I take it back. Um, no, so go. the last thing I wanted to mention was about the... the uh, after that weird... The second the weird Krav Maga scene where uh, Daj gets disintegrated, boo-hoo, she's dead, blah, blah, blah. They mention afterwards Picard recovers and the the uh, two... What we call the house guests of, of Picard... Of the Romulans, uh, say that there's no record of um of of the, this attack and like you know they found him on the roof and the oh yeah the recording didn't pick anyone up maybe they had some kind of cloaking device or whatever okay so let let's say there was some kind of device that made these made Daj and the Romulans not visible to recording equipment or something yep. which right. is I guess what they're trying to insinuate um. There was an enormous explosion and phaser fire yep. and stuff. Surely, ne- when you're literally next to... Were they next to Starfleet headquarters at that point? Or were they next to the Daystrom Institute at that point? Yeah, they Starfleet were... They, they, right? no, yeah, it wasn't Daystrom yet, but yeah, no, it was definitely like... A, a main it was Starfleet like the San Francisco building, military, area, wasn't it? Yeah. Military yeah. slash government or installation. And this is a universe where they can detect phaser fire on any deck of their ship. So they probably will be able to work out when there's been a massive explosion on the roof of a pseudo-military facility yet they didn't no no one knew about that and it was just like they found him unconscious on the roof that was very no, I agree entirely and also yeah like you know like I said it's not like he's no one he is one of the most important admiral <laughs> he's an admiral yeah, <laughs> like, um, that's very true like, yeah no that that, that 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 struck me as really weird I thought it was very uh, like yeah. hand wavy and again it was just sort of the thing where they wanted the action scene but they didn't want to have to deal with the ramifications of that mm. Oh, something else I just um, remembered as well. Actually, the, the they they mention when uh, Picard and Daj are talking about uh, her realizing that she is a, a an android or a synth or whatever, and he says that she may well be Data's daughter because she's been mm-hmm. cloned from his ponotronic energy or his neurons or whatever. But yep, that. As a as a device, kind of flies directly in the face. I think of of what I feel like Picard would have said because there's a whole episode where Riker and you know the whole way team go down to this planet where it's basically everyone there is a clone. They're all cloned, and mm-hmm. Riker is ha- has his DNA stolen against his will um, because these people want to clone him. Because they need to enhance their own genetic genetic material, because there aren't enough of them. So they're trying to, you know, make the genetic pool a bit more diverse. So they steal his DNA, and he's furious. Riker is really angry, and he thinks that cloning is completely abhorrent, and it, it takes away the individuality of the human by just making more of the same human. And Picard's just like, oh, you, your data's clone, therefore you are Natal's daughter. And I thought that was a bit of a... You know, yep, if, if no, it's that's, clearly that's a trained thing that cloning is not a Federation technique, 
that he would. But think... what does Picard think? Does he does he say anything on it, or does he? Uh... Because he, he doesn't mention Picard? it at all in in oh, okay. in Picard, but no, no, I meant in I meant in the episode because oh, I don't I remember that remember. episode unfortunately. Oh, none of oh, them okay. are pro cloning. I remember that much. They they okay, all think well, it's a, a big taboo. It's weird because he and again I, I I always approve. It's the same one of the reasons that makes Star Wars so good is I really approve of things happening off screen and us having to work out where a character is at now in his life. And there is a really nice bit in this where he's like, I've just been waiting to die. I've not been living. Mm. But his. He, they do. They do seem to have really shifted where he's at in terms of his priorities to synthetics. Um, yeah. And and I don't feel that that's all that. You know, I feel that's a. He Picard's not a one issue guy. What made him so interesting was that he was had such a breadth of knowledge and interests, and you know, they even say it. You know, they say he was like a you know an intrepid explorer and all the, all this stuff. Like you know, he he was philosophical. He had a, he thought about everything. Yeah, and, uh, I, I'm I'm really hoping this entire thing isn't just Picard on synthetics because he's guilty about data. That feels very limiting as a as a as a, in scope. Yeah, I, and the whole balance synthetics thing again, I think, is a very weak and weird plot because the the Federation specifically. I don't know if the is the prime directive a Starfleet thing or a Federation thing. Either way, banning a race of sentient people doesn't really seem like a very Pro Prime Directive move. Yeah, that's the thing. Again, and I, but and again, I would be more than willing to believe in it if they'd referenced it. And you know, again, he would be because he says it's not my Starfleet, but it, it, nothing ever ever implied that the the culture of the Federation has shifted this far away from the Prime Directive. Yeah, um, I think which the, is a it's a Starfleet thing. I think I don't think it's a, it's not a Federation I mean, thing. Yeah, it's yeah. A Starfleet. Well, either way, like the the abandoned synthetic life forms i think yeah synthetic is, isn't the keyword life forms is the keyword yeah. isn't it it's quite a yeah, weird definitely. move but yeah and i only hope that the, you know as this goes on it it does show that perhaps the federation and the federation after the destruction of romulus and i i, I hope maybe it does show that, that, that things have, have regressed a little and that maybe picard is going to help them find these these older values that made the federation the guiding light that it was because as it stands, the Federation seems like it's really, uh, really taken a step back. Yeah, but no one's talking about it. Seems it seems to have regressed, and it's yeah. you know left this way quite significantly. Yeah, definitely. When episode two comes out, I think we'll be we'll be watching it. Yeah, so, definitely. Um, I think to, to be fair, like, when when I said at the start, I wasn't sure if I'd recommend it. That's a lie. I definitely recommend it. I watched Discovery. Really excited when I when I started watching Discovery, thinking this is going to be something a bit different. And it was different. It was bad different. But so far, this yeah. has been good different. As a whole, it's pretty good. The, you know, yep. I've got more good things to say about it than bad things. I just feel like we're going to get more of weird Krav Maga and less of interesting, thought-provoking, intelligent conversation. But Yeah, definitely. Well, I think what's uh, what I'm really happy for, and again, this is so basic a need, and it shows like how what a weird state Star Trek's been in. I'm just happy that the timeline's moving forward. Like, we've had... We've since Enterprise, I think, and again, correct me if I'm wrong. I think since Enterprise, we've not had anything advancing the timeline of Star Trek. It's been constant prequels or alternate universes, and it's just really nice to find out what happens next. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, um, they do a lot of um, like temporal jumps and things, don't they, to explore diff- different plots and stuff. So yeah, it's nice yeah. to see it be like a canon a plot advancement. Yeah. Exactly, not like a not like a prequel like Discovery, or not like you know like a, a really early prequel like uh, Enterprise. I think, um, or yeah, like a fucking 
crazy alternate universe, which is again based on TOS, <laughs> like uh, like the movies. So yeah, no, I'm big thumbs up for that. More more stuff set after Deep Space Nine, please. Yeah, agreed. Join us next time, I guess. Then thank you for joining me, Ruben. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. You flexed your Star Trek muscles proudly. <laughs> Alec will probably only beat us a little bit for this. I'm expecting the Alec brick. <laughs> the Lambert brick to come through my window. <laughs>